When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Hello and welcome back to the You Up Podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here with you, Jordana. It's so great to be back. Um, I see you settled into your new apartment. We're settling. I think settling. Uh, settling. I found a good spot with good lighting to do our Zoom. Um, I, you know, we're missing a couch, but you know, it's it's nice to have like a home as opposed. And now we're in like the how do we make it ours phase. Have you had any you know? disagreements about like the kinds of things you places you want to put stuff well, or putting I stuff think, together? I think I, the disagreement we have is that I don't care at all. <laughs> like I, <laughs> which is such a weird disagreement that we get in these constant things where she'll go, like I wish I could have told myself like a month ago, like I wish I started practicing how to look excited about shit i don't give a shit about like i wish i had practiced it's a very useful go, skill in a relationship oh my god like like because if i go because she brought up did i talk about this already with you with the we haven't taped since i moved in right we, this was um i think we were we, last week we taped you would you were right about just about to so we did. were still in the studio so now we're in this one bedroom place that's in the same building that uh jess was in before and you know she looked at me and she was like um remember how i you know she goes remember how we when we want to put the the pan down we can't put it down well yeah, you didn't I tell found, me she goes i found hot plates i guess like pads that you could okay. put hot stuff onto and i'm like cool and then she was like like she's like Ugh. And I'm like, I totally get it. I totally am on her side with this how one. It's like, do I have to be about hot plates? About it's pads more just like, oh, like I came up with this. Like we're on a team now, and like I came up with a solution to like the issue that that we were encountering as a her, team. And I you're get like, it. I, <laughs> the way you're putting it right now, yes, that's fair. That's how but I think my, of it. I mean, like what, Mike's the same as you. He like doesn't get excited about anything. It's very annoying. But um, what, what am I supposed to do? And I said to her, I was like, what do you want me to do? Start dancing around the room. Hot plate. Oh, we got the hot plate. I was like, do you want me to do a fucking raise a chair? Do you remember that movie? Dancing around. Do you remember that movie Knocked Up? Yes. And like the relationship between like Leslie Mann and Paul Rudd in that movie where they're like always fighting. And I remember there's this one scene that's just like very accurate where like she's like, circling like the like the child molesters like in the area on a map so yeah. that they can like 
avoid them or something and she's like telling him about it and he's like okay cool he's like he's like these he, he's like giving her like shit for it and he's like she's like what this is this is for like the safety of our children like why don't you care like care more yeah you, care. <laughs> you can't tell someone to do that like i i i like when we moved from downstairs to upstairs she kept being like well what do you think of this closet and i would go good to go like i like i was like there's and i had to say at a certain point i was like i have no creative opinion on any like i want whatever makes you happy. Like I, I, I genuinely do want that. That makes seeing her happy makes me happy. So right. I, I like, and I said, when we move, like I was like, I'm not going to be like, Oh, I'll get the closet and then I'll move the clothes and I'll do this. I was like, I am a donkey. Treat me as a donkey. I, you put the stuff on my back. I travel it up the mountain. I come back down for more stuff to be put on right. my back. That's all. I, I, I want to know that I'm doing a good job. Like if you say, and and we started to like get on the same page. She was like, okay, get everything out of this closet. And I'm like, <laughs> that's the perfect task for me. Right. Then I you're want, just like, instead of yeah. paying someone, you're just someone she like instructs what to do. Right. Yes. That's, you settled I, into I, that groove. I And I said like, all I want to do is for me, for you to say, clear the closet I put my headphones on. I listen to a podcast. I clear the closet. Good job, Jared. Right. Here's right. your treat. Well, I actually Blows think that's me. like the key to living together successfully is for like you, everyone to kind of understand what their role is. Because the yes. issue is when people are kind of like expecting when the other, there's no expectations. So like we've gotten to this thing before where I'm like, oh, I'm cleaning up after everything. And like, you're not doing anything. He's like, well, what do you want me to do? So now... If I'm cleaning things up, I'm I'll be like, take out the garbage. Yeah. Or you know, like or you just like and, and they're ha he's happy to do it. It's just more like they need to be like assigned or they as yes. in like men. And and you're trying to figure out, you know, what that is, what the dynamic is. And that takes, you know, that's why like when when couples you hear a lot of couples that don't fight at all and they're like, that was our problem. It's because fighting is communicating. Like right. Otherwise, you're just something. like resentful. Yeah, I mean, right now we are in a currently there's an argument going on right as we speak. Let's right hear now. it. Well, I had I told her I had a busy day. I, I, I've been up front. Friday is a mess. Friday, I got to do J train. I got to go work out on the roof. I got to go do you up. I got to do another J train. I'm doing this game show tonight. And it's been discussed. Like I said, I got ahead like. Friday is a day. So okay. I went and and as you know, I was late for this now. So this is all part of it. So I worked out from 1030 to, to 1130. And then I had from 1130 to 1145 to eat and get myself in position to do a Zoom for my other podcasts. Okay. okay? So I get down at 1130 and I'm immediately in rush mode. Like I'm like, okay, got to get my coffee, got to get my oatmeal, got to get my, my shake, got to sit up in front of the window where the lighting's good. You know, like I'm in that mode. And then she goes, well, oh, I'm going to make a shake now. I should make the shake now too, right? And I'm like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Like as I'm like rushing around to do my thing, like I – I was up front. I, I, was, right. I was like, this is like these 15 minutes are crucial 
to getting through. And then so then, you know, now I'm making my shake. Now she's behind me going going on the shake going, how does it go? What are, What's going on? And I look over. I go, push on the thing. Now I'm doing her shake with my shake and the oatmeal, and I'm trying to eat it in 15 minutes. Then all of a sudden she disappears, and I hear a loud crash, like a huge crash. And she goes, ow! And I go look over, and, and I don't mean to laugh, but she's got like a cut on her toe because one of the frames fell on her toe. And I'm like, listen, the and she's fine. Don't worry, everybody. <laughs> you know, um, so, but I, I did, I, I'm not mad. I, I wasn't mad at her. Like, uh, and then I come over. I go, are you okay? And she's like, and I, and then she goes, look, my toe. And I go, well, we're not just going to stare at it. Do you need a Band-Aid, Neosporin? Like, I'm trying to, like, fix shit. I'm trying to get to 1145 with breakfast eaten. Like, I felt like I was, like, you know, and, and then she's looking at me like, well, why would you, you're not being caring enough. You, you know, I hurt my toe. You didn't even check in with me after. Right. And I'm like, and I'm like, yeah, you're right, but. But this only happened because we're all rushing around trying to get where we're going when you had an hour that I wasn't here to do your shake, to do the, you know, grab the thing that made the thing fall. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like. Right. I think it's. it's. But then she. But then I've, she I've, again, I've had, that, I've had that fight, too, where it's like it's just a, the, that that. But then in this case, like the toe thing is a metaphor for like her actual issue with you. So, so but that was like, the thing. So, show me so, you care more. <laughs> so I finished while I'm late for this podcast. I'm trying to convert everything on the computer and do all the things that we've now come accustomed to doing. And um, she comes over and I go, I'm sorry. Are you okay? How's your foot? And she's like, oh, you didn't even come in to check on me. I'm like, well, and then we're having this kind of talk about this argument. And I go, well, you were, in, you knew. I, and then I go, and I go, let's go back a step. You knew I was coming back with 15 minutes to spare. And like my issue was that like this became like breakfast time for both of us when you knew I had this. You know what I mean? Like, the, right. Well, that's that's a very specific quarantine issue. I think more, though. I mean, like yeah. it could happen regularly. But like when you're now sharing the same space and you you both have your own separate work days with your own separate pressures and times where you have to be like more in the zone and more like relaxed there's a yeah. sense of like you're not understanding my experience because like your day is going totally different than mine totally. um and i need things from you and i don't get that like we're and on the weekend everyone's like pretty much in the same like oh maybe not for you since you're like but no but I, I th but I think that's fair because you know the, the schedule different thing is tough too because you know th for for me and and probably you too there's no like nine to five like Right. You could get a call at seven that's like, get on your phone. We're doing a Zoom meeting because something happened at Betches and you would go and do it. That's the reality of your life. For right. me, like, you know, I, I get a lot of shit because I'm on my phone all the time and I'm like, yeah, my phone is like my extension to this world that I'm trying to build. Like I'm trying to have people like I'm trying to post like three times a day on Instagram, have my tweets go out, have the videos go out. And I'm constantly, there's no check-in and check-out. So right. that's hard for like someone who does check-in and check-out to understand sometimes. Right. Or it's hard to, for them to even like really, I think, compute that you're also working because it seems yeah. like you're like fucking around because that's like Which the nature of a job where you're providing yeah. content. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um. But yeah, it's a weird time. Usually, I mean, it's funny. I think it's, I know a couple people who've moved in together around this like time. And I think it's like a very interesting to have like that be your first experience living with someone. Cause like I said before, like 
that's really not this isn't really what it's like to live with someone yeah well also we like people have asked me this is a what lot it's like that, to be in like prison with someone yeah sure <laughs> we are having fun though like we do have yeah. moments where we're like man this is like uh we're we do genuinely feel lucky to be around one another like the, you know and with someone that i you know that i like you know, I yeah. can't imagine being in an apartment with someone I didn't like and that I didn't enjoy, that I didn't have fun with. Um, I'm sure there's people out there. Like, I mean, like, the the, the stats will, will well, show themselves. Yeah, I think it really makes you evaluate your relationship because it's really like there's nothing, there's, you can, I think you get to really see at the end of the day, like, do I actually like hanging out with this person? Because there's really, yeah. like, no distractions. There's no, like, events that, that can lead you like you know what i mean that you're distracted by or things that are going on or like you're in, or going to different environments like you really like if it's like you like them or you don't yeah i i i so what it, i i want to ask you this question because this is a hard question i think we could only do it on this podcast because we know the background of this conversation is that people are having tough times especially you know the you know in the medical field what is the best part of this quarantine for you what is the best? Yes. Because people have trouble saying that like there's certain things that like that are good. Yeah, yeah. That are good. Like you can't life is gravity. It goes up and it goes down. Like mm -hmm. you say, you saying what and I think people are afraid to say it because they're like well, I don't want to sound like I don't care or I don't, you know, whatever. Well, you don't want I, to sound like you're minimizing the struggle of like by by like say, saying your positive experience, you're minimizing the struggle who like of someone who yeah. like actually is having a terrible experience. Yeah, with that in mind, what's going? What that, have you enjoyed? With that in mind, <laughs> understanding how that might come off, I would have to say the best part is that I'm saving a shit ton of money. Yeah, um, I've learned how to do things for myself that I like have just put off because like I'm lazy and I don't care and I was never forced to. Like mm -hmm. I know how to make coffee now. Go wow, that's really yeah, interesting yeah, yeah. to me. I'm 30 the years old. I've I go to Starbucks literally seven days a week. I love um, that. And I've been forced to learn how to make my own coffee. And now that I've done it for like a month, I feel like the world's biggest douchebag because I was always <laughs> like, oh, like that's like a poor thing <laughs> or something. I don't even know. Yeah, but do you, are you are you taking pride in it now? Or are you like, well, I, I am. Made a good I feel pot. like I feel like, oh, I'm like self-sufficient. I work out on like with like a home app and I've been spending like hundreds of dollars a month on boutique fitness classes for the past six years and now i'm like oh I'm, i just feel like oh there's way better ways to do things that i would have never tried because i'm just kind of like i like my routine i don't really want to switch it up and now that i have i'm like this is way better than whatever i was doing before mm. yeah i i listen i've been taking a lot of walks love a walk where are you walking Anywhere and everywhere, just all around, walking I here, like, walking there, headphones on, having talks on the phone. I'm calling people more, which has been true. really yeah, that's nice. nice. It's like you, I kind of almost see my friends more now, like virtually than I did before. Those virtual happy hours, they're fun or like the virtual Zoom meetings. Yeah. I get so fucked up. And then I end up like I like I the, the the bringing it back to dating and relationship like I go on these Zoom calls with like all my married friends yeah. and then like I'll make jokes like we had one dude that was taking the Zoom call from his car and I was like and I just kept making fun of the fact that I was like 
I was like, well, we know that guy's, uh, you know, marriage is in shambles. He's in the car drinking <laughs> a beer. And like, Hiding. it's so funny to do that joke for men that are like in the married world where they're like, <laughs> it might be, you know, like, they, you know, mm-hmm. you don't know what to like press on. And it's like when you're you want to hit like too close to home. Yeah. And we're it's kind of like if it, wasn't, if it wasn't true at all, you could say it and it would be like <laughs> fine. fine. But it's like when you make but a joke I- about something that has like strong elements of truth, then it becomes like uncomfortable. It also, yeah, absolutely. And I think for, I think like the, like, I think marriage is tough enough without, you know, jokey McJokestein coming in and being like, hey, drinking in the car, you must hate your life. You know, like, I think everyone's like, everyone knows their one, you know, argument away from being in their car taking a Zoom call. Right. Yeah, that's definitely true. I mean, that's kind of been like the, the realization of like when you move in with someone, it's like, you got you're you're living with 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 the argument. There's nowhere to go. Where are you gonna go? Yeah, and I mean, there's nowhere to go. I kind of like that because like I have this like deeply ingrained fucked up fear of being like left. <laughs> yeah. So I love well, especially this now I'm, in the quarantine, no hotels open. You can't even stay in a I'm hotel. Saying, it's like no, not me. I'm like, oh, if you leave, I'm staying here. <laughs> I'm like, if you leave me, you're just gonna die. And then like. It solves the whole issue. <laughs> Summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I'm wearing a Quince sweater literally right now. They make the best cashmere sweaters and they're so well-priced. It's like, honestly, my dream store. I also have an amazing down comforter from them. They cut out the middleman and they really just give you these really, really high quality items that last a long time and that they're at an amazing price point. Quince has amazing items like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14-karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, so you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash UUP for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash UUP to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash UUP. You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims, and with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations, so it's no surprise that it's the best-fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality, but with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting, and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop 
shop at skims.com, now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows. Yeah, are you ready to do some yeah. emails? You ready to get into this? Yeah, let's do it. What are we talking about today? Everyone, listen, we appreciate We've gotten so many messages of people being thankful that we're still doing the podcast. Of course we're still doing it. We're going to be here every week. You All you got to do, share, share, share. We will be here until the end of time. Until the end of time. So, But... We need you, Mr. and Mrs. Listener. We need you, Ms. Listener. You got to share it. And right now, people want content. Someone in your life needs to take their... I think podcasts are the perfect way to take your brain, put it on the shelf, and put us in there instead. You get your thoughts, your shitty thoughts, making anxious and wondering about the future. Put them on the shelf. Let... Jordana and I take o- take the wheel for an hour, and you have a friend in your life that needs that. So keep also, sharing. Make it your Instagram story. If you like the show, rate, review, and subscribe to it on um, anywhere you subscribe to podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe. That is, there are ways. Like, listen, we have sponsors. We want you to support the sponsors. We give you free money for every sponsor. But how do you support the show? You can do it in free ways too. You get to listen for free and you can support us for free by liking, sharing, subscribing, sharing. Boom. Do it. So um, now we're about a month into this quarantine situation, maybe a little more, right? Mm. Um, And I think it's interesting. I mean, like we're in relationships, but a lot of people who are single have been like trying to do this like dating over FaceTime thing. And I do feel like there is a sense of, at least from anecdotally from people I've spoken to that there is like a fatigue with it or it's kind of like, what's the point? Do you know what I mean? I've talked to my brother about it and I talked to my brother about it as well. (laughs) Yeah. We we went to the brothers and my brother was basically like, you know, I, in my mind, I do think, I, I, I do think you can find a text conversation that feels different than the everyday Joe and Jim. Like, I do think you can distinguish between someone you're connecting textually with and someone you're not. And the how's your weekend person versus the, oh, I think we're joking in the way I would joke with my friends. I, I do th- I do believe that. And his response was, and I said, then I go, and the people you have that experience with, the ones that feel like family, the ones that feel like your friends... Those are the ones you go on Zoom dates with. Those are the ones you go walk with. You, those are the ones you do the different things that are a little uncomfortable with. And he was saying, he was like, I just don't want to do that. And he was like, <laughs> I think it's a, and I was like, well, why not? I go, and in my opinion to him was, then you must not like these people. And he goes, no, I just don't want to do that. It feels, and I think for guys, and a lot of women are finding this, that are saying the guys don't want to do Zoom dates. Guys see that as like, actually, that's like, but that's like the you're taking away the casual first date. Right. From what I've heard is sort of a similar sentiment was that like, uh, yeah, you could do a FaceTime date or you could do a Zoom date and it like you get to see the person. It feels like a little bit in some ways better, but it also has this weird like formal feeling to it. Like it's not yeah. like in the same. You can't like have this casual first date in the same way where you can be like flirtier or like looser. Like there is a sense see, of like. 
I'm I'm on a conference call with a date potentially. Sure. Well, that uh, you know that's the thing. I mean, I- I'll speak to that. I can rebut that. That's when you have to take the the you have to set it up. If you went and got a massage in your bedroom, it would feel fucking weird. If you went and got a massage in your office, it would feel weird. If a massage artist, a, a massage therapist came in your office, set up set up the lights, put up the drapes, put down the bed, had the music playing, lit the candle, your office wouldn't feel like your office anymore. So I think but that's part of it. But you can only control you can only control your own office space. You can't be yeah, like but that's, I mean, but that's part of going on the Zoom date with someone. Hey, do you want to do a Zoom date this Thursday at eight? Cool. Um, let's do a theme. Like, I think people have to stop. I, I, I think like, like people Make sure blame the lights their, aren't on too bright. Well, <laughs> turn down the lights and let's do a theme. Let's do tiki theme and I'm going to do a different drink and you do a different drink. I think you have to be uncomfortably prepared for these things. And, and, and when you're not doing that, that means you don't want to really get serious. And I, and I, to me, like, I want to ask you about this. Like what, like, to me, this is the saving grace to so many women that we get here from. Like, if a guy won't, go, the, the guys don't want to go on the Zoom date because they don't want to go on a date with someone that might not end up in fucking. So at least that's not the re- for the next month or so. But that's the reality. So guys don't want to go on a Zoom date with you because there's no chance to fuck. So why would they want to hang out with someone they don't really like? So you're getting the fucking honest answer. So, like, I, I think from a female point of view, we get so many emails are like, well, we went on three dates. What was his problem? Well, he was there to get fucked the whole time. So you're saying if someone wants to go on a Zoom date, then they want something more than sex. I'm not saying that's definite. I'm saying at least you have someone who's interested in going on a date where sex is off the table. Like, when we right. talked about love is blind, we were like, wow, love is blind really set up well for men. It made them look better. I think that's because they had the to, men who, I, well, the men who want, who agreed to go on it. Yeah. So right. the, on love is blind. Those men, they're, they're meeting all these women. And then like, they became like, so into these relationships and everyone was like, well, well and then everyone, remember we even talked about on that review yeah. episode where we were like, well, the women kind of look bad and it's because they were willing to give guys more of a chance then then maybe the guys wouldn't and most guys when they're dealing with their penis the, the penis is a fucking strict dictator yeah so he's he's looking at the going the penis is sitting there going i don't need a fucking zoom call i, I i'm not gonna have fun on that like mm-hmm. they, so i think like with a lot of women that are like like i would feel blessed by the opportunity to say to someone hey let's do a zoom day because if you're on the it app we- right it weeds out the guys who are just looking to have sex Absolutely. But I, I do think there's other ways to go about it. But I'm like, for this specific rebuttal, when I hear it from women, I'm like, I, I kind of get like, uh, I, I understand the like, it's not that casual. It's not. But then I'm like, well, now you're just blaming everything else for your own lack of creativity. Right. I think there, there is a sense also because we're no one's sure when this is going to end where they're like, should I try to figure out how to make this form of dating like really work for me? Or should I just like wait a month? Well, and then date I, normally. 
Do you want to read the email first? Do we yeah, want to read I'll read it? the Let's email. See. We can get into it. Hey, I love the podcast. I've rated, reviewed, and subscribed. Thank you. I've been single and in the dating game in Boston since August. I'm wondering what advice and insight you have for single people trying to date during social distancing. I'm on a, I'm on the dating apps. I've had Zoom and FaceTime dates, and I've gone on six-foot social distancing walks. <laughs> All the options right now feel unsatisfying and relatively disappointing with no prospect of taking things further. See if I went on a six foot di- if I went on a six foot social distancing walk, I'd bring like a pole, like that would be fun and like hey, you hold don't go one near side the pole. With your yeah, you hold, yeah, we'd hold it. Like, like where are we? Like, let's put some fucking thought into these things. Yeah, sorry, dude. right. Um, it's hard and boring to keep texting and zooming with someone on a long term basis when I don't know if I'd be physically attracted to them in person or how long it will be until social distancing is over. I was having fun dating before all this, and I can feel as though I've given social distance dating a real chance, but the dating world is feeling very dark and increasingly hopeless. Honestly, it's sad and hard to hear people complaining about their partners they're living with. At least you have a person to touch and be near. Uh, got any tips of wisdom that could help me hang in there and maintain hope? Thanks for all that you do. Sincerely, home and alone, bored in Boston. Yeah, I, I see. The, this is the other. Like, I get this. I understand because right now people are meeting more people than maybe they would have before the quarantine. Like, you, you might be talking to like six different people or two different people or whatever the number is for you, and you might be thinking like, oh. I'm not going to, you know, how many walks can I go on? I, I, I do understand that. I empathize with it. I, I, I'm not meaning to sound like I'm brushing. What would you do? Right. I think it's kind of the thing, a, a thing where it's kind of like if you're not enjoying it and you're not having fun, just like we would say with the dating apps, like take some time off of it yeah. and then like get back into it when you feel like you're like more excited to like meet a new person or maybe like I think another part of it is like lowering the stakes of it so instead mm. of thinking like oh I need to go out and like find a boyfriend and I need to go out and like meet someone who I can be with for the rest of my life it's more like oh like I'm bored I'm not doing much else and here's like here's a thing that could be fun it could be weird if it's not fun I'll leave and like I'm just trying something out to kind of like feel like the stakes are lower in it, I think will make yeah. anything more fun. So I think people who are like, oh, I'm using this time to like really like find a mate are probably going to wind up disappointed just like they Absolutely. would on the apps. If you're if yeah. you're going on, on dates on the apps because you're like, I need a boyfriend and, I, and if that doesn't happen, this whole thing was a waste, then like, yeah, you're going to feel like fatigued and, t- and like over it. But if you're kind of like, oh, I'm just going to like meet new people and if I meet someone cool, that's great. And if I don't, whatever i i really didn't lose much yeah i i i have an idea for this person Mm i i i'm with you i think lowering the stakes that's like that's part of the idea and what you're saying is exactly right you're on the app it's supposed to be fun it's something to break up the day good for you in quarantine times i'm sure it's 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 a it's it feels like somewhat of a gift at sometimes just to be able to talk to someone new i get that what I would do is if I was someone out there, I would have a notebook called my dating notebook. Okay? <laughs> and I, Frank? The, yeah. You got to <laughs> Frank this thing out. So <laughs> I, I think, I, and people, I know this is going to sound ridiculous, but I, I think we live in ridiculous times. So why wouldn't you get it? I would take a notebook out and everyone I meet, I'd write their name down and I'd write, 
good conversation, bad conversation, things I like, things I didn't like, and let the conversation go away. Because what you're saying is exactly right. People are, for whatever reason, putting these quarantine convos on a pedestal. They have just as much a shot of working out as anyone you meet. All the other shitty dates you've been on. All the other (laughs) shitty dates. Nine out of ten people you meet aren't the one. The tenth one ends in divorce 50% of the time. So everyone you're talking to, to me, I would use this time because people, you know this from Betches and I know this from my own socials, people are just looking at their phone more than they were before. People are interacting with social media more than they were before. People are interacting with dating apps more than they were before. So while this is happening, take this as an opportunity to put together a whole roster of dudes or chicks. And then when the time, and then you say hi, have your conversation, great talking to you. Hey, uh, when this whole thing breaks up, maybe we should get together. We would love to do that. Stop talking. Don't go any further. Write down the good and bad of the conversation. And then when it comes back, you go back on the app and you go, hey, uh, just wanted to say what's up. Uh, Would love to get that drink tonight because I'm free tonight. And you make it happen quick because dating app dates have to happen quick. If they don't happen quick, they're not going to happen at all. So you go on a night that you're looking to go out. Now you have this list of people. Now you've got a little black book. Now you got a little black book and you go, hey, I want to go on a date with someone. You go to the list and you go the top 10. You go, all right, I'll ask this person. Hey. I'm down to go out tonight. You want to go out? And they'll go, yes, no, or maybe. Okay, move on to the next one. Hey, I'm getting drinks tonight. You want to get a drink? And I know that puts that, what, what, that sounds, what this is is practical. People mm-hmm. listening are going, oh, well, I, you know, that's not very romantic. Well, life isn't romantic. The reality isn't romantic. The numbers aren't romantic. The, this is a numbers game, and right now you have access to more numbers than you did before. So why don't you wrangle up a list of people, and then when the time comes, and then you have your conversation and let it end. Let it fizzle out, and you go, hey, and it's okay to say to someone, hey, I can't wait for this to end, and uh, would love to try and get a drink when it does. And then you reach out to them. Make it happen quick. I like that idea a lot. It gives you more control over the situation. Yeah. So you're not like, oh, like I'm like just in this weird in between phase. You're more control. It also I get I think it, it's also like historically going to be like a very interesting thing. Now you have like us again, a sort of like mini diary of sorts of your time in this period when it was like so weird to be dating or doing anything. And you have like memories from like this time in your life, which is going to be yeah. very weird. And, and here's the other thing is, listen. You know, it kind of stops you from saying getting carried away. It kind of stops you. You have your convo. You get to know each other. Get to know each other enough to to know that you want to get a drink. And then when that time comes, you go, "Hey!" And then the the worry is, well, what about in two months? Are they going to be weird that I? No, no one's going to be. No one's going to care. No one's going to care. Every I've never met a guy who is like, can you believe this chick out of nowhere wants to go get drinks with me on a random Wednesday night and see what happens? Oh, the horror. What a weird... What a that's desperate never happened. loser. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, no. You had a good conversation. Quarantine's over. I'm out. Let's hang out tonight. Right. Um, I had a question for you also just regarding like... What are your predictions for when this thing is over? Do you feel like it will have any effect on like men's reluctance to commit? Um, no. I think <laughs> I, I I I think 
I think what people, I think what's going to happen after this, I don't think like, like all of a sudden, like I, uh, the, all these fuck boys are going to be like, I saw my future and it was lonely and the ghost of fuck boy future visited me and told me I'll be alone forever. Like, I don't think that's mm. what's going to happen. I do think what's, what's happening right now is people are becoming um, more in touch with how they like to live. So I think like I think people are going to be more in touch with their taste. So I you know like like when the beginning of this started and we get emails like this all the time that are like I don't like how my significant other is handling the the right. self distancing. And you go, "I right, well that's the same as not paying the bill. You you just don't like that part of them." And and I I I want to credit Matteo Lane who's been on our show before. He said something to me that I was like, this is so true. And I want to make sure everyone, if you, Mateo's fucking hilarious, go follow him. But he said something so true that really hit home for me. He's like, the, the quarantine isn't revealing, uh, isn't making people worse or making people better. It's just revealing who they are. And okay. I, I think a lot of people are revealing to themselves who they are. Hey, I, you know, I went home and hung with my parents. I guess I'm not as much as like, I guess I know that I'm not ready for certain things in my life. So again, becoming more in touch with their taste. Oh my God. I was at home in my apartment and I kind of liked my alone moments and I kind of wish there was someone there, but I wouldn't want someone there that wasn't a rock for me. You know what I mean? Like now they know the taste. Like, I think this is, I think if you take ownership of the things you like and don't like, you're going to be a better buyer. I don't think that you're necessarily going to find better better things on the shelf, but you yourself will be a better. I think right. and, and you have less room for you'll leave less room for bullshit because I feel yeah, like the, and, you'll and, you'll realize that it's unnecessary too. But we talk about that all the time where it's like it takes it took, you know, it takes time to figure out what you like and don't like in a partner. And it takes dating people to know that too. Like, you know, it takes doing one night stands to realize you don't like one night stands. Right. You know, you can think you don't, but then you have that one night where you do it and you go, Oh, I really don't. This is part of that. This is part of learning what you're looking for in a partner. Don't you, what do you, what do you think? Do you think women are going to like come out of this with a different? Well, it's funny. Cause I have a, a friend and she's like, yeah, my grandma, like after world war two, like she, the men came home and she got eight different pr- marriage proposals. <laughs> um yeah which is well, which was which was funny because i guess like i mean in that scenario the men are off at war they haven't seen a woman in years they come yeah. back they're like you know i got it and that, i mean it's i think it's a different it's a different scenario because those were were times where like there wasn't a lot of casual hooking up sure i mean also the the other difference is there's as we said in the beginning some people's lives are improved by this and right you don't want to believe that sounds like uh i don't well, i mean in like in world war Two, when all the men left that's when women started actually going to work and i mean like that going to debatable work debatable whether or not that's an improvement for us but well well you you come back that <laughs> but also the men came back and their their lives they 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 left bad lives at war for better lives at home yeah you know and it's like you know there's some men out there that are like their pay didn't change. The only thing that changed is that they got to wear sweatpants. Right. There's a lot of people out there like that. And I I think because of how serious this is and because of how 
the news is right now and and how everything is like being you know everything is on edge and anxious we forget that like there are some like i mean look at some of the social media people that got kind of taken down like there are some people that are living differently than than the normal jim and joe there's yeah. some people that like that are going, we're in this together. And then you see a pool in the background of their Instagram story and you go, well, we're not, I don't have a pool. <laughs> you know, like, you know, I, I don't know how in, together we actually Invite are me so, over and then we're in yeah, this together. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, I, I, I think I, I did see an article where like it interviewed like, I don't know. It was like the Washington Post, like interviewed women of every age that are living alone, and I don't know why they did that piece. That sounds interesting. Send it to me. I, I'll send it to you. But I, I just saw the title because I, you know, I, I saw that and I was like, mm-hmm. man, that's the saddest title I've ever seen in my entire life. I don't know if I can. Like, like a woman with, living with no chaperone <laughs> not left to her own that. devices but not meaning that like just let's see what these people alone have to say about their experience it's like like i didn't want to read what an 80 year old woman is like tell you know going uh, there's yeah exactly it's yeah. sad it's so <laughs> it is sad, so, yeah. I, I thought i, I mean i was thinking more like 20 and 30 or something yeah like. I, I i don't know i don't know how this changes men i i you know, I, I do think people come out of this and they I think they're going to do like the the first week will be a lot of like first week mistakes, like running into a, a penis that you should have stayed away from. Right. Because you're you so know, starved for like, you know, physical, physical touch. Touch. Yeah. yeah. But I do think I think every, I, I do believe people are going to realize what they like and want in a partner more. Right. And and. And also, like, those relationships that ended before the quarantine, like, they're going to come back around. They're going to go, well, now now that I don't have to be with you all day long, like, uh, yeah, you know, like, I, I do think people were put face-to-face with their relationship based on, you know, I think you and I probably the same thing. You know, we're talking about, like, you know, you're living with someone, you're, you're like, oh, man, this is, it. like, I have a lot of moments where I'm like, ooh, I'm happy Jess is here, yeah. you know? It makes you very, I think it gives you a lot of gratitude. You feel like grateful that you were like, I mean, we're both in one bedroom apartments in New York City. So it's yeah. not like we're like living in the like large mansions and have, but it's like, so and I think now more than ever, it really is less about like where you are and more about who you're with and who you're spending time with. So it does, I think, make you grateful if you have a good situation where you feel like, oh, I'm, I, I feel like I'm going through this with someone and it feels like good and you feel like really happy to to be there yeah i'm i'm with you i and i think that's gonna happen for single people too like i think like you you're you're done with what you said is right done with the bullshit is like you know time you know i i think also like people are more in touch with what time is like time you know there's a lot of things where i'm like man i wish i had taken that more seriously I, i can't wait to go back and do those things you know, right. very quickly, things that you like doing were taken away. Yeah, it puts things in perspective. You get a, a, a much better sense of, like, not taking things for granted. If you're like me and shudder at the thought of low-rise jeans and pluck thin eyebrows making a comeback, you're a millennial. 
And if you're a millennial, it's time to add Clarins multi-active cream to your daily routine. I have to tell you, I'm a huge Clarins fan. I've been using them for years. I love, love, love them. They are such high quality. They're like a legacy brand. My skin always looks better whenever I'm using Clarins products. And it's no different with the Clarins multi-active cream. You've been adulting for a while, so the daily stress of just trying to keep your life together can cause stress aging. Yes, that's a thing. The good news, Europe's number one skincare line has a solution you can trust. Rooted in nature and innovated with science, Clarins has a long legacy of creating industry-first, plant-forward products. Using a skin charger complex made of 2% niacinamide and C. holly bio-extract, Clarins Multi-Active Cream has been clinically proven to target the first visible signs of aging by smoothing lines and wrinkles, refining pores, evening tone and texture, and strengthening the skin's moisture barrier. While Multi-Active Cream can't bring back the golden age of boy bands, it can de-stress your skin. Go to Clarins.com slash UUP and get Multi-Active Day and Night Cream for 10% off, a free welcome gift, plus free shipping on your first order. That's C-L-A-R-I-N-S dot com slash UUP with promo code UUP, clarins.com slash UUP with promo code UUP. Nothing gives me naked confidence like really nailing a tough workout. There's a real sense of power that comes from pushing your body to its limits and conquering it like a champ. But a very close second, Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's the game-changing whole body deodorant for those who love feeling confident from head to toe. And you up listeners can now receive a special offer. New customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code and link. Use code UUP at LumiDeodorant.com, L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Making sure that I smell good is like one of my top things to feel confident. If I'm scared that I might be like having an odor, that is going to totally throw off my confidence. So I love Lumi so I can feel confident that I'm smelling fresh every day. Lumi is seriously safe to use anywhere on your body. Yes, anywhere. It's baking soda-free, paraben-free, and pH-balanced for safe use below the belt. Lumi is formulated and powered by mandelic acid to stop odor before it starts. More like a pre-odorant. It's clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor for up to 72 hours. Choose from a variety of bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for our listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code UUP for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code UUP at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Let's do some awkward sex. You ready? Yeah. Send yours in. UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. Hey, J&J. Love what you guys are doing for the dating community. I look forward to the podcast every week for my morning commute to work. Yes, still working during this COVID mess. Anyways. I'll jump right into the awkward sex, literally. One night I was out with a couple of my friends and their group of friends. We were all out at a bar dancing, having the best time. I started dancing with this one guy that was my girlfriend's neighbor, and we ended up getting, all getting an Uber back to her place. Once we were there, the guy asked me if, he, if I wanted to see the view of the beach from his place, so I agreed. Ooh, <laughs> I love that line. It's the equivalent of New York City roof guy. Yeah, want to see the roof? Uh, (laughs) Hey, I got a good view of the beach. He took me upstairs to see, and I couldn't see anything. So he just he said, (laughs) (laughs) "But we live in we, but we live in Ohio. There's no beach. (laughs) You can't. You can see the Atlantic from Cincinnati. 
Um, so he was trying to, so he suggested trying to see from his room. Obvious, I knew where this was heading. As we both walked into his room, I noticed that he had a Gucci duvet cover and pillowcases, as well as a Gucci shower curtain. But wait, there's more. He had there's a damn more. Gucci toilet, toilet seat cover and toilet mat. I couldn't, oh my God. I, I've never hooked up with a Persian person before. <laughs> <laughs> Is this what it's like? <laughs> oh my god i could not wrap my head around all the effing gucci and was so vocal about it to him i asked him i asked how this usually goes with his <laughs> hookups and he said they've never brought it up before i ended up sleeping i'm proud with that she brought it up she's like yeah. whoa you got a lot of gucci <laughs> you have to bring that up whoa someone did <laughs> is your last name gucci that's what i would say that Are would you make it almost weirder. <laughs> That's weird. Uh, no, if I was Jared Gucci, I'd be walking around. I would be carried by you know, like the like uh like a like a pharaoh. <laughs> like I'd be well, carried. Well, one is like I'm a big fan, and the other one is like I'm obsessed with myself. Or I get a lot of free shit. I don't know. Like, yes. <laughs> like who I, needs a who needs a toilet seat cover? There's a point where <laughs> I agree with you, but there's a point where you, you the third Gucci item is when you're like, let's just make let's this just the whole motif. Let's just <laughs> this is all this is a Gucci life I'm living. Like I I I understand where it's like two things. You go, oh yeah, that's enough Gucci. Once you get over the hump, then you're like, okay, how do I keep this going? It's actually hilarious to me. If it's a joke, which Didn't I don't know. sound like it was. Yeah. I ended up sleeping with him as if the Gucci colored red <laughs> flags weren't enough. And then went into the Gucci bathroom shrine and noticed that he uses chick deodorant. There were two like a set. So I don't think it was uh, of it being an exes or anything. His excuse was that he doesn't give off a smell and works better than any guy deodorant. Would love to hear your names. You give this one. My girlfriends and I refer to him as Gucci bedspread. Thanks for all you guys do. So um, I think the weirder th the the deodorant thing has to be a lie, right? The deodorant thing. No one has ever said that women's deodorant is stronger than men's deodorant. I used to use women's deodorant for a long time. Why? Um, the smell was a little bit better. I like the smell. Um, I one time. Here's what happened. And this is a lesson to all these women who are sitting okay. there trying to write their own rom-com. I might have told this story before. One time I was out on the road and I went to go get deodorant and the only thing they had left was women's deodorant. Then I met this girl and like she came over and she saw that there was we had the same deodorant. She was like, oh my God, we have the same deodorant. Isn't that, why do you have women's deodorant? I was like, I, it's just what I like. And, and like, she was like, to her, this was like, oh my God. And the same deodorant were meant to be. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, what was yeah, it, like sure. Dove? Yeah, it was like <laughs> Dove, like, like with like hints of eucalyptus or some shit. And I'm like, like, I was just like, I don't know. It doesn't fucking matter. Male or female deodorant. So, like, that's I as stupid to me as using a female razor. Like, I don't know. Unless they I've sponsor of, the show. Sean, do they sponsor the Okay. No, they don't. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I've heard. Uh, I've heard of girls using guys' deodorant because it actually is stronger. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Whatever works for you. To me, like him having the female deodorant is like the least 
important detail here. That's like that's like what you like what what people do when they like tell a story and then they have to add in like a, another thing to just bury the guy. Oh. And he had female deodorant. Ah! And all the friends. And he said toodles. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> toodles. We call him Toodles McGucci. You know, like it's like I I the Gucci <laughs> thing. That's more of like to me. You're just like. Uh, you're tacky. Yeah. That's if like the definition joke, of tacky. Ta- if it's tacky, a joke, yeah. you're funny. If it's not a joke, you're tacky. That's the thin line in comedy. Right. I think for me, just the act of having a toilet seat cover might be the deal breaker, regardless of what. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's so funny. Like a furry cover. Like, where do you even get that? He yeah, had to Google. Ask Jess if she wants one for your apartment. Wow. We have other issues with the seat, with the pee. I peed on the seat. And it was like, it was like, I have, have you, do you put the toilet seat down? Cause we've gotten into a recent, um, I don't put it discussion up discussion about that. So I go in and I just go and I try to oh, aim as best as I can. I, that's not, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I go sit and I, you know, I stand, but I try to, I try to like, Oh, I'll get it. And sometimes oh. a little drip it drip. And I, so I, I, why don't you just open the thing? I forgot. Okay. I, I had a younger brother. I, I, I never share. So now I go in there and she goes, she goes, come here, come here. And she look goes, at this. look at this. <laughs> like I was a dog having his face put in it. And she goes, look. And I go, oh, I'm sorry. I must have peed on the seat. She goes, you don't lift it up. I go, I must have forgot. You know, like, I'm sorry. I'm human. So I go, so then I took up, I go, hold on, hold on. I take a, a tissue paper and I wipe it up and I go, all right, you're all good to go. Have fun. And I walked out and that was the end of it. And we had the it, same We had a, the same discussion with him. I feel like he's like regressed because we've lived together for a year and he's never yeah. done this before. But now I go in there all the time and the toilet seat is up. And I'm like, See, what's going this on? Is, this is the thing. And this happens on the now I know this is all women because this happens on the podcast a lot. We get emails that are like, what is the deeper meaning of this? Like, like, and it's like, like I burnt popcorn. I, I made popcorn at like one in the morning and I'm not proud of myself. I'm not sitting here being, I'm not happy with myself for making popcorn in the one in the morning. I shouldn't be eating and I made it, but I burnt it and it was like, I fucking almost like lit it on fire, but I'd never used the microwave here. So I'm getting used to it. She, she came out and she was like, what happened? What's going on? It smells in the room. I go, I'm sorry. I burnt the popcorn. She's like, how? You're making popcorn? Why is there popcorn? How could you burn it? I go, it's burned popcorn. What do you want me to do? And she's like, what are, you, what are we going to do? What are we going to do with the popcorn? I'm like, what do you want me to do? What, what do you need from me? What do you want me to do? Like, like say I'm, like a, I'm a fat loser who can't shut his mouth <laughs> at one in the morning. Like I have to go into this whole fucking thing. And I was like, just let it, let it be. Let it be. It, it, I made a mistake. I, what do you want me to do? Cut my hands off because the popcorn burnt. So it's like it always has to be. Like, we just need deep- to get the men um, like an electric uh, collar. <laughs> Damn. <Yeah. laughs> that would help me. That would get be me used the to the seat. Shocked. Shocked. Burn the popcorn. (laughs) (laughs) What would you call this one? Uh, I don't. What do you think? I'm trying to think. Uh, I don't know. Uh, The fashionable fuck. Fashionable (laughs) fuck. Tacky Tim. 
the uh, see, I kept thinking the of Gucci like grind, this, <laughs> the Gucci grind, um, Gucci Great Neck Long Island. Yeah, <laughs> that is very great. Because yeah, because I just I don't know why this just made me think of like a Persian Jew. The minute what I read the, it, I was like, this is definitely. What some if you guy. went back to Jess's apartment and this is what she had? Bread flag or deal breaker? It wouldn't be a. I would it's have not a, a joke. Lot of, it's it's not a it, joke. It'd be a, probably a deal breaker. Like I, I think when someone has like a name brand, like when I see someone with that belt with the H on it. Hermes. Oh, is that what that is? I'm like, ugh, what are you, fucking Superman of douche? Like, right. <laughs> you know, like they wear, and it's like, I right. don't There's one thing to wear like a higher quality clothing item that yeah. just like is inherently like a nice fabric and looks good. And But I think when you use a label or like when it's too branded or logoed, yeah. it does have a sense of like, you're using this to like try to like, make a statement about who you are you have to let people know that you're the type that can afford gucci like i to me i understand why she's like why like if it was a joke it's one thing it's his college dorm room or whatever the fuck and he's like i don't know i just you know it was an eight for one special like i could kind of get it <laughs> but like the minute this becomes well i'm a guy who only wears gucci I'm like, okay. Like I, I like it's like with luggage. Like when I see someone with nice luggage, I'm like, ooh, I like their style. When I see someone with like, you know Louis Vuitton luggage. Like all over it and it's like they have like the big polo sign shirt and you're like I, I what are you trying to tell me? That's what I would think that Right. It's not you're not buying this cuz it's just, just so much more like high efficiency or high, or like effective at doing what it's supposed to do. Yeah, there it, it tells you something about priorities. Like, you know, and this is going to come up all over the course of a relationship. Are there priorities that it, the good that the toilet says Gucci or that the toilet works? Like a right. little piece of you has to give minds time to the Gucci instead of the functionality of the Gucci. Right. You're shouting who you are. Yeah. Of- has this ever happened to you? Are. Anything close to this? I've been turned off by like seeing like men who just like wear too many, like you said, like brands or like, you know, like just like in your face about it. I, I agree with you. I think it I think it's tacky and that it has like a sense of like. It's like try hard a little bit. Mm. Like, I, 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 I do notice the style of women like I, I do know, you know, you want you want someone to look put together yeah you want a thought put in and like i do like a sense of style like i and i think men do and i think men like that a woman cares i think it's a it's a tough world for women in this case where it's like you have to care but you have to you can't make it seem like you care yeah and that sucks for women because guys can be a piece of shit with fucking Crocs on and cargo pants, and we're like, "Oh, look how fun it is! We can dress them up." You know, like this is this is kind right. of a win for guys, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I've never really like been the person who has like the most put together outfits, so I. Uh, but when you see like I a don't... woman dress up, like if yeah. if she has like a Gucci purse, let's say, because we're talking about Gucci. I wouldn't be like, oh, look at that show off. I'd be like, oh, this is, 
it, mm. it and it went with her whole outfit. So I'd what's be like, the difference oh. between that and the belt? I guess there's no difference. Like if it was just the belt, I'd go like, okay, it's one small think, hint at something. Yeah, I I think it's tough. I, I think this is. It, I don't think this is necessarily fair for women. But like if I right. walked into a bedroom, of I think all Gucci, I would say I would say the same thing for men though. Yeah, yeah. I think but, it's like oh, if I notice. If you notice, like one a guy has like a nice watch, you're not like, ugh, what a like loser. Sure. But, like, <laughs> if you notice that he's got like again, if he's got the belt and the watch, well, and, I guess like, I guess there's the like the you know a nice watch you see on a guy that's actually good looking. I would think that like I would think that's like a like a status symbol. It's a way the only way a man can wear jewelry. But if the guy looked at you and goes, yeah, you see this watch, see right. what I'm working with, you'd be like, ugh. This is kind of gross. Right. I think like it has to be subtle. Yeah, I think men brag in a different way. Like even the way this guy talks about his Gucci sheets, you know, like is 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 weird. Like he has to know it's weird. You know, right. like he has to know that he looks ridiculous. Like and because he doesn't then it's kind of a, you know, it's a bad thing. It's a lack of self-awareness. Yeah. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E. F-O-O-D-S dot com. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. All right, let's do an email. Let's do some emails. You ready? All right. Hey, Jay and Jay, love the podcast and all the advice you two give. Need some of that advice, please. A guy who I was dating for a few months doesn't want to commit to a serious relationship, so I ended things end of February. Since then, he keeps trying to keep in contact. At the beginning of quarantine, we ended up hanging out every single day for a week straight and only hooked up once during that time. 
had another relationship talk and he's still scared to commit. So I cut him off again and told him that this is where I stand. But now he won't stop sending me Snapchats and Instagram memes or responding to my stories. Why is he doing this? It's obviously not for sex. Uh, what does he want out of still reaching out to me? Help me, please, because I'm lonely in quarantine. I don't want to make the wrong choice based on loneliness. I feel like she's one of those girls that we're talking about who like will make some mistakes when this is over because they'll just be like, yeah. I need to be <laughs> Well, hopefully she listens to the advice about I'm about to give. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, This guy's... Right now, you have to think of relate like this guy wants you at his convenience. So his convenience is when he's lonely, when he wants to send a meme. You she I I like that she asked why. Like, even though like he's scared to commit. So I cut him off and told him this is where I stand. But now. He won't stop sending me Snapchats, Instagram memes, or responding to my story. Why is he doing this? He's doing this for the same reason you let him back in. Guys feel lonely, too. Guys but want someone to connect with also. The quarantine the thing, starts, all, all of a sudden he shows up again. Of course he does. I think it's way worse, though, for like in this situation, for, for a man to do that. Because I think it's like... If someone has let you know clearly that like your actions are in a sense hurting them or what they want and that you're not giving it to them and they've laid down the thing of like, if you're not ready to commit, I'm not interested and they can, st- but I still, but, but still knowing that that person likes them, it seems like kind of predatory to still be reaching out in these small, like micro ways because you've, the person has told you how they feel and you're kind of just like, in essence, still fucking with them for your own benefit, even though you know yeah. that that's detrimental to them. I, I agree with you, but if like let's say let's put this like they're let's say they're like ten years old and someone's coming <laughs> up to you with their finger going, Yeah, I'm not touching you, I'm not touching you, I'm not touching you. At a certain point you'd walk away from that person. So I I'm Well not, she said she did, but then they just I'm saying like I'm not saying like she can't just be like she should block him or do whatever because she did say what she did, but I just think like I think, she I, think should a lot, I think a lot of guys do this and they're like, well, it's not my responsibility to protect your feelings. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. And if you want to protect your feelings, you take care of that. Which is essentially what this yeah. guy is saying. It's like, I'm going to keep doing whatever I feel like doing. If you want me to not make you feel bad, you're going to have to actively like, like stop me. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I'm with you. And like, I think, um, I think this whole thing of like, you don't want to be a bitch. You don't, you want to be nice. Like a, a lot of women are like, I, I don't know how it ended. She stared at me. So I cut him off again and told him this is where I stand. When you say this is where I stand, you also have to say, I'm done talking to you. We're not texting. This is over. When right. you, you have say, to take it the, you, like you, you the head. Yeah. You when you say you don't want to commit, when I say I want to be with someone who's committed, that doesn't mean, but I'll also hang with you until I find that person. That's kind of the way he said. Wait, wait, the reason he's doing this is because she's nice enough to let him keep texting. She doesn't write back like, go fuck yourself. Stop con- well, contacting Well, it's really, me. really hard to do that if you really like someone. If you're putting yourself in her position and she like really likes this person, she really wants them to commit, right? They mm. said they won't, but she's still like, that doesn't mean that immediately she's like, oh, like... I well in the logical and in, in logically she should just be like okay I want nothing to do with you now it's mm. very hard if you especially if you've expressed that to the person that you do feel strongly about them it's very hard to be like okay like I'm cutting off your head now 
I just think it's kind of like this is one of those situations that a lot of guys do this sort of thing. And it just seems to me like they get away with it because it's like, oh, she like still allowed me. She didn't like yell at me for continuing to text her or yeah. she didn't like stop me from continuing to text her. They, they put all the responsibility on us when it's like she already had the initial conversation um, and now you're taking this person. It's like, imagine, imagine if he's like a drug dealer. Right. And mm. she's like, I really want to stop doing this, this drug because like, it's just not good for me. I've tried to, I've tried to live a normal life with it and it's not mm. happening. So I don't want to do it anymore. And then your drug dealer just kept like texting you. Like I have the drugs. Like, are yeah. you sure you don't want them? Like, yeah, you should be like, no, I don't want them. But it's sort of the thing where you're kind of like, yeah, you know what I mean? I, I hear you. I, I I'm not saying he's right, you know, like I, I, I think he's wrong, but she's like, why is he doing this? You know, like the reason is because you, she says, met a guy, dated a guy for a few months, didn't want to commit to a serious relationship, ended end of February. Then since then he kept trying to get in contact, beginning of quarantine, we ended up hanging out again. So it worked for him again. He... I think the problem with these guys is that they don't care enough about losing you. Like, and, and that sounds weird, but like they don't care enough to about losing you. So they're like, hey, I'm here. We can do this casual thing. And if you go away forever, you go away forever. But I'm still here, Mr. Nice Guy. That's why I'll keep sending you the memes because I don't, you know, he doesn't care about losing her like. Her. Her. He doesn't care about her. Exactly. He doesn't <laughs> care about losing her. What he cares he care about, about losing her, and he doesn't care about how she feels. He's exactly. using her. Yeah, but I, right. I think like he he does care about. He's being self sufficient. He's like, I need someone to make me feel like a good, like make me feel cool, because I know that they are sexually interested in me when I send them a meme. Mm -hmm. Like that is part of it. Like when you send someone and they receive your, your like funny thing and you write back, LOL. Part of that is that you've agreed to have sex with them in the past. So they're like, Oh, this kind of, it, it's an ego boost. Right. It, but I'm saying, I, I agree with everything you're saying. I just think it's like wrong. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, it's <laughs> absolutely wrong. Like, like, but and I, I just but, think so many, I think it's become like this socially acceptable thing for men to do. And it does, it does bother me because it's like, yeah, because you can communicate so casually with so many people. They don't, it's like now not seen as a big deal, but for someone who's like actively trying to get over someone, um, yeah. I think it's just like, it's like a very selfish thing to do. And like, it takes a long time to realize that those people who text you those memes or try to contact you that they don't care about you. Yeah. And they, and, and the, the, you know, there's, it's tough to distinguish between like, I've gotten like the, you, it's tough to distinguish between the people that are your friends and the people that you just allow to text you all the time. Like, right. like we, like, how many people do you keep up with that you haven't seen in the last year? Like, like um, none. <laughs> none? I'm trying to think. That I haven't seen physically? Like, has, has anyone DM, sent you a DM or sent you, like, a, a text and you're like... Like, I, like I've been getting all these, like... Uh, remember we talked about, like, uh, Wood, the, the, the big black penis guy? 
Mm-hmm. Like I've been getting messages now. People like I'm their go to to send it to. So I get okay. sent them by like people that I've never like. Like it's weird because I get sent them by people that I'm friendly with, but they're not my friends. Like I okay. don't make plans to see them, but they're sending me this meme, which I appreciate that they send it to me and I like the laugh and I write back LOL and it's all well and good. But like it's this weird thing of like I I wouldn't depend on them. I wouldn't be like, hey, I need a ride to the airport. Like so like I well. So I think like, it's I think different like he, because you don't have a romance. There's no like romantic like pull on your end where it's totally. like, oh, like I felt really hurt before by you before, and like now this is like weird for me. Totally, I agree with you, and, and it's way. I'm I'm trying to use the example of like how this guy, like this guy, could do this the rest of his life. Like like he does get something out of because I'm trying to answer her why. She says, why is he doing this? It's obviously not for sex. What does he not? What does he want out of still reaching out to me? We have to agree that there is some level of dopamine. There's some level of enjoyment. There's some level of ego, uh, blow, you know, ego pump up that comes out of someone writing back LOL to the funny meme you sent them. Right. And that's what he gets as small as that is with an option to fuck. So you could at any time she, he uh, he cares so little about her that he's like, and I'm here. I'm not saying it's right. I, I think like, and I'm not going to blame her, but I also would say to her like, you have to take drastic measures for people uh, against a person that is not your friend. Like to, to like to, 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 to like unfollow and to block him after you've made it clear, hey, we're done. I think also saying to him, hey, we're done. I have no hard feelings for you. But right now, for you to keep messaging me, it hurts me. It is right. bringing me back in time, and I want to move forward. So I am going to block you, and please respect my private my space. Like, that seems like an extreme thing, but that's not even... This person's not your friend. He's not your family member. You deserve to do that. Right. Yeah, and I agree. I agree with that. I think you. I don't think you should have to, but I think that that's something that you that you need to do. I think it sucks yeah. that like that like it's so socially acceptable for people to do that after you've clearly stated that you want something more from them. I think it is really fucked up, and I don't think you should have to do to tell to tell them to stop so, doing that. They so, should know. But I agree. Like if if they if they're not aware enough to realize that, then you should tell them that very so, clearly. So I have a question because this is actually like it's on topic. Let's say you're dating someone. They say, I'm not ready to commit. You guys move on. A year goes by. That person's in a relationship. You're in a relationship. That person sees a meme that however they get connected to it makes you think makes them think of you do you is that okay to send no think of me in I, your head i don't need to know that you're thinking of me okay <laughs> i i i agree with you but like that comes up more often than that comes up more often than not it's just like the it's kind of just like what is the person real like they really needed to see that because it was so funny that like their day is made that much better by seeing it that it negates the fact that they're hearing from this person who like um who has like brought up has they've had a sort of negative encounter with like to I me agree- it just seems 
it's fine to think of someone and see I agree. something. You don't I have to act on it. I know, but it's like it's because we have this like technology in front of us that makes it seem like like I agree with you, but I also like do understand the the road those people are going down where they're like oh, I got the they're I can bring up the number in 2 seconds. Like I, like like to them right. like sometimes all these people in your phone get mushed together. Like sometimes like and, and I I'm not saying I'm doing this. I'm not like going right. and texting exes like that. I don't do that. I'm I'm on the side of when it's over, move forward. Any backwards mm-hmm. to them is not right. I've gotten texts in the past from exes being like, hey, saw this, thought of you, hope you're well. Oh, right, yeah. Like I, and I think that text, I think you have to write it that way to make it okay. You have to go, saw this, thought of you, hope you're well, good luck with everything. Like You have to make it it's, sound like it's a with check-in. Men with men who do that, I can promise you one thing. With men who do that, and I've gotten a lot of men who have done that, yeah, it's ne- it's never it's never hope you're well, enjoy this totally free. <laughs> I don't expect any response. Like, it's yeah, never. I, that's not it's how a bad. Maybe it's, for- it's a bad entree back in, and I think that's what this guy's doing, where he's always offering the contract that he offered that you said right. no to. So he's every time it's a meme, it's like, hey, thought of you, uh, with an option to buy. Yeah. Into the situation that I've let you know that I do. And that's why they've already done it once. Yeah, I just, I mean, I, I get it. It's just like, to me, it seems like a very selfish thing. And I oh, get absolutely. that, like, yeah. you're not responsible for someone else and how they take things. But I think that if you're a good person, that's sort of like a nice thing to do is to think about how someone that you're messaging will receive that message. I'm with you. Let's do another email. UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. Hi, J&J. Love you both so much. Listen religiously. Come to Kansas City so I can see you at a show. My boyfriend and I have an amazing relationship. We're getting ready to move in together and are taking or talking marriage. I've been staying with him since the stay-at-home orders in my state went into place a month ago. Everything has been going really well, but I've noticed something that seems kind of strange. He can be kind of sketchy about his phone. Not always. Sometimes he shows me convos, pics, etc., but often enough that I've started to notice. For example, he always brings it with him when he gets up to use the bathroom or remove rooms, places it face down when he, uh, when he sets it down, tilts the screen away from me when I'm close to him, etc. Neither of us uh, has the other person's phone code, so I couldn't even snoop if I wanted to. I don't. Th- I didn't think too much of it until not last night. Not that I thought about it. Yeah. Not that- <laughs> <laughs> so that's off the table. <laughs> we were snuggling. Then I got up real quick to get a drink, and when I came back, I noticed he was deleting entire conversations. Uh oh. That part's weird. That's the part. Okay. We were at the top yeah. of his conversations, so it's not like he was clearing things to open up storage on his phone. It made me feel uncomfortable, but I didn't want to say anything on the spot or be irrational in the moment. I'm kind of the person who approaches things better after taking a step back and processing them. Uh, my question is, do I say something? And if I do, how do I approach the topic with grace? I don't want to go through his phone or try to catch him, but isn't it kind of sketchy that he's acting that way? Any advice is appreciated. What do you think? Um, I think the the part before the deleting conversations thing was like, okay, like, People, yeah. sometimes people are just like a little more private or that can also just be kind of like a habit if you've been well, around I, people I, where you just... I read, I read all the things and I was like, um, so I read all the things and 
He uses it in the bathroom. Check. I do that. Yeah. I've, he uses I mean, it, like, moves, takes it with him Mike to different rooms. <laughs> check. I do that. Plays it, it down. face down when he sets it down. Yeah, check. Sometimes I do that. Tilts the screen away from me when I look close to him. I have that initial reaction sometimes with nothing to hide. Right. So, like, even that, I'm like, okay, the deleting conversations thing. That part, that's where it starts to get, like, sketchy. Yeah, that's where I'm out. Because um, the only reason I can, like, see his side of that is if he's, like, I again, going back to our last email, I got this text out of the blue. It's not something I want to explain. It's not something I even care about. But I just don't want it there for the off chance that you see it and you ask me questions about it and there's no real answer I could give. Right. You I know, mean, like, like if yeah. out of the blue, you had an ex text you and you were like, this is fucking weird, but I don't even know why. And then you deleted it. I right. would understand that. I like think I, there are rational explanations for it. I don't think it necessarily means he has like a second family. Sure. But, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. <laughs> but, but she I should do bring think it up. It's, yeah, I don't think it's something that would be like so crazy sounding of a person to bring up. And I understand. I think we get this email a lot. Why it kind of feels like, oh, if I didn't bring it up in the moment, did I like lose my chance of? Oh, no. Of like of talking about something or does it make me, I think this is a fear that we have of like, does it make me sound even crazier to bring up something that, that happened like more than five hours ago? Sure. Cause then it's like, Oh, I've been sitting here. Like then, then I'm like, Oh, I'm the crazy woman who's been sitting here stewing. And then it's like <laughs> ready to, I no, I think that's a better way to go about it. Like, I, I think the worst way to go about it is to make him this like phone devil. Like I, I think like, I think right. I think our answer to this email is going to help her the most because what happens is when someone's being accused, they'll go, everyone uses their phone in the bathroom. Stop being like that. But if you say to him, hey, I saw you delete a conversation. I didn't want to see it. I, I didn't. That's not what I. But I've never done that before on my phone. And I don't know who you would need to delete from me. But it, it just made me feel badly. And I've been thinking on it for a couple of days. Right. I would I agree with you. I would make it about you and how how you feel about it, not like accusing him of being yeah. like you and I think the way the wrong way to do it is like you seem kind of really sketchy with your phone. I don't know why you do that. Like are what are you hiding from me? Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cuz then it makes it more about like the actual actions when it's really about the way that whatever you saw made you feel and then you leave it in his boat to like Again, and again, I also think it's very telling the way someone responds to that. If you, the way that you, someone responds to something that you present in a way that is like super rational and like is feelings first, I think tells you a lot about them. Yeah. So if they, if she does what you did when she says, you know, like, I happened to see this, I didn't mean to see it, it made me feel this way. And then he's like, well, you're crazy. Like, that means there's something, yeah, there's something off. Yeah. The minute you get emotional, the minute it's over. Right. But if he's like, oh, like, um, I'm sorry about that. Like it was again, even if it was like some weird ex converse like thing and I would just kinda like or even if he was like, Oh, I kinda panicked, it was like someone who texted me that was weird from my past and I just didn't really feel like Yeah. Like you would like I didn't know if you'd understand, so I just thought it was easier to just get rid of it. Like that and, and that's like when you ask like, Well, who's that friend? And they go, Why are you asking about my friends? I can't have female friends or they go 
Yeah, we went to high school together. She's been in like my grander group for a long time. We used to go to the same parties. Right. She's married, two kids. Like it, it, totally different reactions that that mm-hmm. give you kind of like a little view into their thinking. Right. But I think the phone- what if his what if his reaction was like oh, I just like I kind of just like delete conversations like now and then when I kind of feel like they're over. I don't like like having conversations in my phone. Like what if it's like not a antagonistic response but it kind of also seems like really weird and random um i guess that's something to put into the basket of how you judge this person like right like at, at that point exhibit a exhibit in the case yeah, down like, the line yeah yeah because right. you can't really go well that's weird you can say well that's weird i've never heard of i didn't even know you did that like i'd be like i didn't even know you did that and they go no, I do it all the time. I do it with your conversations. Oh, okay. Good to know. I had no idea. Um, then a month later, you can go, hey, I haven't seen you delete one fucking conversation. It's still on my mind. <laughs> like, I, I would, like, uh, you know, because that's the type of lie where then that person is signed up for a lifetime of lying. So right. you, I, I, I think, like, for her, she's moving, she's about to move in with this guy. They're getting their first taste of what it's like to live with each other during this quarantine thing and you know i think also it takes some getting used to from his side like he has to get used to like oh i can't be texting these people i have no explanation for that person i keep texting right i mean i would hope that if they're moving in together he's gotten to that stage already but yeah but maybe you become face to face with it when you get to that point you know like where he's like yeah, I text with this ex, but I never really think anything of it. But I, um, now that you're here, I'm like, man, this is really crazy and stupid that I'm still texting with this person. Right. I you think know, I, can, I, I can understand that. Let's play some games. You ready? All right. Ready? Red flag or deal breaker. Your girlfriend has applied for The Bachelor in the past before we dated and says it is her dream to be on it. For reference, we have a great relationship and we are considering moving in together. Ah, uh, this is a fine. Like, does she still want to be in it? She says it's her dream to be on it. I mean, the <laughs> thing is, that the, with The Bachelor, Bachelorette, like, it, it is so not about dating. It's so about the other stuff. And, like, I could see how someone has rationalized that into a, like, I just want to play Survivor. You know, like right. someone who goes on the Survivor isn't obsessed Sur- with living on a deserted island. They're obsessed with winning. But I, I, I'm but not. Survivor is not a dating competition. Sure, <laughs> I, 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 I understand this. I, I mean, if they had uh, auditioned in the past, I, that's not a red. That's not a. That's nothing to me. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's hilarious. Let me see the audition tape. Um, right. But if they were like, and I'm still going on, I'd be like, oh, yeah, well, this is a deal breaker. I got to get out of this. I think I'd be out just because, like, I think it's okay to... Just to have auditioned? I think the audition tape, fine, especially if it was, like, a very casual, not super thought-out thing. But um, it is saying it is their dream, to be on it. (laughs) I'm I'm a very big proponent on judging someone based on what their hopes and dreams are. And I think it says a a lot about... I think it says a lot about you if that's your dream. (laughs) I have a dream. I want to be the guy that... Uh, so college game day is the, is the pregame show on ESPN for all the college football games. Mm-hmm. So my dream is every college game day, they have a celebrity picker. 
My dream is to get big enough in my comedy career. I don't need to get any bigger than this. Big enough where I can do the picks at a Penn State game. And then I have this, like, I already know what I'm going to do and how I'm going to dress and what I'm going to do to make the pick. Like, I have the. You already have your outfit? The outfit, the whole joke, the performance. I've seen it already. That's my dream. And, like, it ends with me being, like, ridiculous. Like, that's a stupid dream. But no, it's not really, that's not, I don't, I don't think it's the same because that's like, okay, like if that, your dream is to get so big that like, that will be the signal for you that you okay. know that you've made it right. Okay. Yeah. It's not like your dream is to do that for a living, like every be- day. Like that's your job. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Well, I, is- what it also would, it would count like, is your reason that you're just like, want to see what it's like to be on the bachelor or is it because you're like. You're dreaming of Instagram celebrity status. Like those yeah, are two different think, dreams that kind of suck differently to me. Right. They're both kind of bad, but like the Instagram one is probably worse because it's like, oh, my Absolutely. dream is to like, you know, sell fab fit fun boxes and look beautiful on Instagram and then like hang out with all the bachelor people. Like, you know. And yeah, so like I Hannah, think it's a, Hannah I think it's, Ann, <laughs> Hannah Ann from last season is like a follower of mine and I follow her and she's been very nice and she like watches my stuff and like oh, like cool. certain posts. But I watch what she does now and it's like almost like she's in a like the stuff that she cult. Well, a cult, but she's also like it's almost like she's performing what the script you'd write to make fun of a post bachelor life to be like, she's like got all the different, you know, she has every single like cliche sponsor. She's teaching me how to put on skin cream. She's, you know, like, and you're like, that's what I'm saying. That's why I said it's like a cult. It's like, once you get like Pat, once you get to like the top three of the bachelor, it's like, you're given your fab fit fun sponsorship. You're given like the like filters that you need that are to like the presets for the filters for the, all your Instagram pictures yeah. and you're given like, it's almost like, I feel like there's a handbook. Yeah. That's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like a college <laughs> handbook, like yeah. here's your duvet cover and you're, here's your, <laughs> you're going to put sea salt on chocolate chip cookies and tell people as if it was your idea. Right. <laughs> yeah. We're going to um, need like three pictures with your hand in the right, in the correct pose, like out <laughs> within the next two weeks. I don't know. I just feel like there's, that's why the, that's you. the cult esque thing. Yeah, I mean, there I, are, I, I just, I think it's like, okay, that's, that's fine to have that be your dream. I think it would just be a deal breaker for me because it would just like not mesh with like anything that would make sense, would be like, I would respect I that. <laughs> but, but like maybe someone doesn't like my dreams. So I think that's fine. <laughs> Um, my friend's been talking to a guy on Bumble and he asked what her cross streets are and then a few minutes later sent a selfie in front of her street sign and asked her to chat outside six feet apart. Cute or creepy? Um, P.S. They haven't talked on the phone or FaceTime. Creepy. Creepy. Out. 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 I don't like yeah. when people take advantage of another person, another person's time. And it's very easy to do right now. You can go like if you were like, hey, let's do a FaceTime date. How's Tuesday at eight? And then the person's like, well, I can't do it. And you go, well, what else do you have to what do? Else you do? Everyone, <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, you're a piece of shit, ballsy asshole. So anyone showing up to my street corner in any context, I could know the guy 100 years. I'd be like, never speak to me again. Get the fuck away from me. Right. 
right? Yeah, like, I kind of agree. What, it's like, not in romantic. What world is this? No, it's not romantic. You're taking it's advantage. Never- Showing up to someone's apartment in any capacity, even if you've been dating them, I think is still kind of taking advantage and weird. Like, absolutely, I'm I'm, I'm against. <laughs> no it completely. one wants to be surprised. No, I don't want any surprises. I don't want guess guess who this is when you text me. Fuck off. Right. Fuck off. <laughs> Stop wasting my time. I I I'll go like if I get a text from a number I don't know, I go who is this, and they go, oh you don't know, I block right away. Goodbye. Get the fuck out of my life. I don't want to definitely do, I don't, I don't know now. No, yeah. yeah. I don't even care. Let's do one more. All right. Red flag deal breaker. My boyfriend refuses to watch any movie or show unless it's a superhero movie or action packed. I personally like movies that make me think or relate to social issues, and he absolutely refuses to watch them. I have tried to watch his movies with him, but when I do, I just feel like my brain is rotting. And it's kind of the uh, stuff kids uh, I babysit would like. Tonight he watched Aquaman for a third time. That man, that and that movie's bad. Aquaman is like legitimately one of it. the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, tonight I asked him if he would watch SNL with me, and he immediately said no. It feels like he isn't willing to broaden his horizons. But I'm wondering if I should let it go or take it as a sign that we are fundamentally different people with different maturity levels. He's 25 and I'm 28, so there is a gay age gap there. Uh, thanks for all the last and advice. What do you think? I think it's fine. I think you're allowed yeah. to have, and if that's the only part where this quote unquote maturity issue is showing itself, that's not real. That's like an interest. You don't build a relationship based on shared interests. You build one based on shared values, in my opinion. Okay. So if it's like, oh, he just really likes action movies and he's just really not entertained by anything else. And like, I'm sure there's certain movies that or, or music or things that Jess likes that you're just like, go enjoy that. I don't really sure, want to do that. Don't you think it's worrisome that he's not even trying? Like I, I in the beginning maybe, but I think it's kind of like after you you've maybe if you've he's probably seen one of those movies before and hated it. Yeah, but like even SNL, you don't even know what's going to come. She's like she's trying and and it, the whole it's Saturday Night Live is all comedy. So like they're there. To, their intent is to make you laugh, whether it's social or not. She's inviting you to a comedy show and you're just like, nope, nope. Give me Aquaman right now. And and I do think she's being a little judgy of his stuff. Like I like I think like I like the intellectual things. That yeah, make yeah, yeah. Discuss like, social issues. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, she sounds a little bit like annoying about it. But I think to me, it's the whole idea that they she doesn't even like he like my girlfriend likes fish i went to a fish concert i enjoyed it we watched harry potter she loves harry potter i watched it the other night i'd never seen the last three movies so we watched the last three i am very annoying to watch movies with if you've watched my um my you know bachelor live screams that's what it's like to watch a movie with me so there's a part of it where like like every time Dumbledore comes up I just do something like I start screaming horrible things about Dumbledore and like doing his voice and it's like yeah I don't mean to make that unenjoyable for her but at least I'm trying I'm, I'm doing it the way I would do it like okay. he might watch those like those social commentary things and like you know like the fact that he gives it no weight that's a deal breaker to me I don't know you don't have anything where you're kind of like 
I just have no interest in seeing that at all. And I just like, I know myself and I know I've seen it before. And I just like I, really like that. Like I, I'm totally cool if you like those things, but I just like don't really want to like, I'll give it golf, do. for example, like Mike plays golf. Right. And I'm sure. just kind of like, that's great. Go play with your friends. Like I am not going to go play with you. Like I'm really but not. It, I just don't. I'm, it's not something that I have any interest in doing. Totally. I and you but also you he wouldn't ask you to go play eighteen. He would say okay. he would say, Hey, uh like hey, Sunday I'm gonna go like to the golf range. Would you wanna like drink beers and like and we can like have fun doing like I think there's like an entrance into that world, like that you wouldn't be like, Fuck your golf. I don't do golf. <laughs> like I like I think like well, there's like she can make it appetizing and she is trying. It seems like she's like, listen, you might not want to watch the documentary about the, you know, the Flint water crisis, but will you watch SNL? And he, like, I see, I see what you're saying in that sense. I think like giving it a try with someone, especially in the beginning is like a nice thing to do. But I also think like, it's okay to have a, th a thing that's like your own thing and someone else sure. has a thing that's your own thing. And you have different, as long as you have other things that you both really enjoy doing together, I think it's fine and even healthy to have like completely separate interests in, in certain arenas and that you don't, you don't have to just cause the person you're with likes some, something doesn't mean that like, you're not supportive of them because you don't fully engage in the activity either. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I just, his, the way she wrote this email, it feels like it's like a, he's like, no, like just sitting there with like right. the, you know, the, yeah, food I mean, it depends. In right. If he's like, hey, like, I, I mean, like, I'll sit here, I might be on my phone a little bit, but like, I'll, I, we can watch, but I just, it's not really my thing. I think that yeah. that would be like fine because I would feel the same way about someone making me watch an action movie. Sure. Yeah, I I think you I don't know. I think it would be different. Like I What if I, Jess was like, I love the ballet and like I just go every Sunday, I go to the ballet and like I just I want you to take a class with me. <laughs> <laughs> I would I I Is would Is there nothing need... where you would be like, that's just I really not my thing. I just <laughs> <laughs> I I No, there's nothing. I think I would give everything at least I think giving it one shot is okay. Like okay, one. So if he said, "I'll watch one thing," yeah. If you were it. like, but like, you gotta just. I think if you make it edible for someone, I think that's a part of it too. Where you're like, "Hey, I know you hate this stuff usually, but like this one movie, I think it would be really fun if we watched it together." Like, um, and it's about this, and you really like, you really like Aquaman, and this is about you know like the fish in the water. Like I don't know, like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I can see. I, I see what you're saying. Hard nose are always a bit of a deal breaker for me. That's fair. So okay. All right. Uh, Jared Free, King of King of Compromise. The King um, of Com that's right. Yeah. New man. I move in with one girlfriend. And you're that, trading uh, in brunch for compromise. That's right. Um, <laughs> yeah. This was a blast. It's great to see you, Jordana. Always a pleasure. Um, it's uh, you know. Anything going on for you guys? What's what's the big story at Betches? Um, well, we're a lot. We just launched our Bravo podcast. So if you're a fan of, I know you just started watching The Real Housewives. If you're interested, uh, you I should lost, check that out. They lost me at season four. I I go. Uh, you got to get back in. You got to get. You got to get back in. It's like fan. you can't let a you can't let a bad season deter you because it's just like. 
I think you're right. It, it, towards the end, it gets great. Hang in there. Um, we'll see you next week. Absolutely. Boom. Share, share, share. Bye. You Up is hosted by Jared Freed. And Jordana Abraham. Our editor is Sean Kilby. Social media by Abby Lloyd. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Be sure to follow us at, at UUPPod on Instagram and email your questions to UUP at Betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix, May 16th. Betches.